0: You may be new or a fairly new immigrant like Ryan, our questioner today. And we've seen this come up before, like, how do we get settled? How do we get started? What do we do? Well, today on My Millennial Daily, Shell, John and I, we're going to chat about this. My name's Glenn James, and that's right. You are listening to My Millennial Daily.
1: Okay, so Ryan has asked... I'm a fairly new immigrant to Oz in my mid-30s. Do I play catch-up and max super contributions or throw that money into a high-interest savings account so as to try and eventually get onto the property ladder?
0: Well, John. Yes. You've worked with uh, clients all around Australia from various situations and whatnot. What are you telling Ryan to do? Because I'd be very interested to chat about this because we may depart.
1: We may, yes.
0: Depart but... values and...
1: <laughs> part the sea. Mm. So... Brian's mid-30s, so the whole super contribution's fantastic. It's a, it's a nest egg for retirement. However, he's roughly 30 years from being able to access that in full. So that's the the key part of this, to understand, well, are you happy to put your money away and, and, and not be able to touch it, generally speaking, for that 30-year period? Um, you may need that because you get your mitts on it and you'll waste it otherwise, right? Versus saying high interest savings account to eventually get onto the property ladder. So he's got a goal of buying a property. So if he's putting his money into super, where's that deposit coming to get that property that he potentially wants to live in or or for investment? So unfortunately for Ryan, I've got to say you you need to put your money into a high-interest savings account or just put it away where you're not going to touch it and you've got a succinct plan to get you there in X number of years based on your savings plan. I want to see where you guys depart as you use that language, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: John and John's going to leg it out of here. That's
0: right. Well, sometimes <laughs> we find common ground on the bedrock. But I think a couple of things just for some observations. Most of the time uh, with immigration – you're a skilled worker. So, I'll assume that you've got a good job and a good income, number one. I want you to though, now that you're here and you're getting settled and established, 100% make sure your career, your job and all that stuff is nailed because that's what's going to produce the most amount of money in your life above any super returns. I then want you to actually work out in terms of your goals, what does that look like in terms of how does Ryan build wealth in Australia? How does Ryan take excess money that he is not spending and invest for the future? Now, one of the ways that you can help your future wealth is by buying a property because it effectively puts a cap on rental increases for the rest of your life because you're paying down the mortgage, you're building equity, blah, blah, blah. So, if you are living in one of the big capital cities, well, buying a home to live in will categorically likely in the short term be off the table. So, then we go, okay, well, we're rent we're renting and then investing elsewhere. It might be a clarity call with John to say, hey, I live in Sydney or Melbourne. I'm happy to rent right in town. I want to do some property investing and rent vest. Or you might see a financial advisor to say, I'm happy to rent vest and I just want to build wealth for future me. Because once you decide that, the building wealth for future me part of that strategy could be topping up super. So I'm of the view that super can wait a hot minute. You will be having employee contributions. People can sometimes forget the fact and, you know, the forest for the trees or whatever the saying is, that your total worth is your retirement nest egg, not just a tax structure called superannuation. So if you've got property outside super, well that's kind of you super because it's retirement assets. So I'm really keen on you Ryan establishing your career really solidifying your goals. And then once they're solidified, the decision about do we save up and buy a house to live in? It might be we use the first home super saver scheme to do that. Do we save up and buy a property as a rent vester? Okay, that's easy. We can save in an interest account, high interest account, quote unquote, 4% for the next few years. Or are we happy living the city life and we're just pumping super? So yeah, lots happening there. But I just want to finish on one thing and we'll do so right after the break.
1: It's such a good point, Glenn, about the career side of it. And we can really get into this. I, even the word catch up, sometimes we feel like we're on this, like we're racing, racing with this comparison and whatnot. But if we just focus on the thing that we do well, which is really our job, that's our moneymaker. Mm. Smash that out, nail it, and your income goes up, your promotion opportunities go up, and then you actually create more space to get the property, to invest more in super. So I agree with you. And I don't think we're departing. I think we're all on the same page. Ooh. We are. But it sort of sounded a bit different, didn't it? Um, Did it sound different <laughs> or better? A <laughs> bit be better when I said it? Yeah, or it when all, you... <laughs> always. Female voice. But I, I think for Ryan, what are your wants and needs? Like write down what you want in the next five years. And if one of those is a property, then it uh, majority of that money stays out of super for me.
0: I want to finish on saying, Ryan, be careful not to do stuff other people tell you to do. Consider their views and then seek advice from other people. You might come here, you might be talking with an influential coworker or a family member and they're like, Ryan, you got to get on the property ladder. You got to get on the property ladder, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Ryan, what do you want to do? Don't let other people influence you. And I will say finally- If you do have a good cash flow system happening and you do have savings at the end of every year, because you're allowed to save money people just for the sake of it, it's totally fine to save money. People lose track of the fact that you don't always have to have some goal that we're saving for. Like I've got an extra X amount a week that I'm just saving for no other reason. It's for nothing. It's just there in case. At the end of every year, you can swing around and make a judgment call and say, I'm going to throw a few grand in super. Like it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. So that's kind of my Uh, final point. We will leave it there. Shell Johnson, My Millennial Career Podcast, John Pigeon, My Millennial Property Podcast, both can be found here on Spotify. My name's Glenn James. You're listening to My Millennial Daily. My Millennial Daily is produced by My Millennial Money,
1: also available on Spotify.